1: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls, a Rompa podcast. Today's episode features a very special guest we have here with us, Kira Buckland, the voice of Hyoko Sayanji and Kirumi Tojo. We were so excited that she could join us for an interview and we cannot wait to share this episode with you all. Just a heads up before you start listening that this episode will spoil the entirety of the Danganronpa series. That's right. There are spoilers for all the Danganronpa and games in this interview. But without further ado, I'm Maddie. I'm Marin.
2: And I'm Caroline.
0: And I'm Kirimi Tojo. Hey, that was supposed to be my line. I'm Hiyoko Sayonji.
1: And we're the Ultra
3: Hope Girls.
0: <laughs> One, two.
3: Welcome to the Don and Rompa podcast.
2: <laughs> You're on the threshold of an amazing episode showtime i love that that was awesome (laughs) thank you so much that was awesome that
1: was amazing (laughs) (laughs) our first question is um what has been your favorite role that you've ever voice acted for
0: oh my favorite role of all time that i've ever played um That's kind of a hard one because I have a lot of characters that I like for various reasons or that were special to me. Um, I think probably the most, um, like the role that I'm most known for and that's impacted my career the most has probably been 2B from Nier Automata. Cool. Um, It was a very different character type from what I normally play. And I don't know, she was just like a lot of fun and a challenge, but in a good way. What
2: kinds of roles
0: do you usually play versus, like, what made this role different? So in Danganronpa terms, um, the Hyoko types are the roles that I normally play. Like, I play a lot of kind of, like, bratty, mean girls, um, characters that are kind of crazy, big, over-the-top, that sort of thing. So then a role like 2B, who's more like a Kirimi, for example, is... um, you know, that was kind of new to me at the time because I played so many characters who are just like always like yelling at people and always insulting people, which is really fun. But then when you're playing a character who has to be more restrained with their emotions, it was um, definitely a challenge.
2: We're also wondering how the pandemic has impacted like voiceover work in general and for you specifically. That's a
0: really good question. So For the first couple weeks, nobody really knew what was going on or, like, what we were going to do in terms of recording because, obviously, if you're going into a recording studio, you are in close contact with other people. You're using a space that people are breathing in, shouting in, that sort of thing. It's just not really – You know, it just wasn't going to work when there's a big virus going around. So um, people were trying to figure out how to do home records. And the biggest challenge at first was because I do so much dubbing for anime and things like that. Um... It's really difficult to do from home because like a game, for example, if you have really good recording equipment, you can kind of do that from home and, you know, maybe just get on like Skype or like a program called Source Connect that a lot of us have been using with the clients. But in terms of dubbing, because we have to match everything to the video, it's a little harder because there's like delays and there's tech issues and just sort of figuring it out. So. Thankfully, a lot of places did figure it out. And usually kind of what we do is there's a program called Source Connect where the actor, whatever audio they're recording on their end, goes directly into uh, the Pro Tools, which is like the program that a lot of studios use. And then they play the video on like Skype or Zoom or that sort of program. And for the most part, it kind of lines up and we can like dub in real time and then they just slide it into place because there's always going to be a delay. And then the director can be on the call as well and give us notes and things like that. And we also have to record a backup file on our end. So it's definitely not as um, smooth or as seamless as in studio, but it has worked. Um, I think the biggest... Stress for a lot of actors has just been getting their home recording space kind of um, up to the quality that it needs to be. Um, I have a booth, so I was pretty lucky, but I still had to upgrade like all my equipment. And, you know, it's just a lot of money. So when it was an uncertain time economically for a lot of people, having to spend a lot more money to get home setups that were broadcast quality was another thing people were stressed about.
3: That's really cool. I had no idea that program existed like the ability to record from home is really cool
0: yeah I mean I've been fortunate enough now to kind of be working almost every day but I was just kind of worried the first couple weeks because we didn't know if there was going to be a way to make it work
1: right um so our next question for you actually um is about Rapa once again um based on what you know about Hyoko and Kirumi which character do you think you relate to more and why?
0: So I love both of them. They're both, like, my children. Um, I probably related the most or had the most fun with Hiyoko just because I love being a brat. I think that's just, like, so much fun to be able to, like, like especially um, a lot of her insults for Togami and for uh, Mikan. Those are just, like, so much fun. Like, the one that I remember Amazing. after all these years is, like, Ham Hand's. And, like, nasty <laughs> pig barf.
1: <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> and so between uh, Hiyoko and Kirumi, who are two very different characters, and I will say, actually, um, I-, I just wanted to tell you, like, I am so impressed by your talent, just in voice acting in general, because I was really, really, like, shocked when I found out that those two characters were both voiced by you, like, by the same person, because they sound so- Oh different. And they're so different like in personality as well. But um yeah, so kudos to you because that, that was awesome.
0: Um <laughs> that was fun getting to play totally opposite spectrum of characters there. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And so um our next question was so between those two characters, what like what was different about like preparing to record for each character?
0: Well, I actually knew a lot more of Hyoko going in because I'd watched Let's Plays. Like I was actually kind of um Not like super involved, but a little bit involved on the fandom side back in the day when it was like, you know, people make Tumblr posts and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I was actually pretty familiar with her. And when I first got the email, uh, because there's usually a couple ways that roles happen. One of them is we get sent auditions and we read for a bunch of characters. And then, you know, we either do or don't get cast as somebody but um for that I had just gotten an email out of the blue from a studio that I worked with a lot being like hey um we're doing this game and we want to cast you as this character and like no joke I actually screamed when I got the email you know I was pretty familiar with the characters and I was like wait they're just gonna like that's like the best present right when they just give you a part you know right yeah for three that was that was kind of interesting because they use the same cast as um, the actors for two. So it was kind of a matter of figuring out where to place us. So I did initially audition for a handful of characters. And then I think I was given Kirumi, but didn't initially audition for her, if that makes sense. Cause normally we don't pick who we audition for. They're just kind of like, oh, here's the characters. We think you might fit. Send us back a read, that sort of thing.
1: What other characters did you audition for, for V3?
0: Um. For- Three. I'm trying to think. I know I read for Maki. Um, I read for, I, I think like a, like three or four of the girls. Um, I know like if I could have read like obviously I love Hioko. If I could have read for anyone else in two, I probably would have read for Ibuki or Chiaki. Although obviously their actresses are amazing, so I think everyone was pretty well cast in their parts there.
3: Yeah, we love uh, Ibuki and Chiaki as well. They. All yeah. three are such good characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think um Ibuki is kind of like her style is very similar to mine in real life because I've always been sort of like a rocker chick, so I think that's why someone like her initially <laughs> appealed to me.
2: I was just gonna say we we interviewed um Jason um, Wishnop and he said the same thing about Ibuki, like him being similar to her, which I yeah. thought was really funny. So
3: we actually saw that you are very active in the cosplay community, um, which I think relates a lot to. The style um, that you were talking about. Do you have any favorite cosplays you've done, even outside of Danganronpa?
0: I I do a lot of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure cosplay. That's kind of um, <laughs> I guess, like, my my big thing that I'm into and really obsessed with. I have done a couple Danganronpa cosplays in the past. Um, I did Sayonji back in the day, but like I don't really look like her in real life because she's like cute and tiny and I'm not, so... <laughs> i don't don't feel like i looked very good in that costume but i was like well i i voiced the character like i i have to um i also did like a closet junko because i feel like her um like her makeup style and stuff like that i could get really creative with so very cool awesome um advice do you have for people who are like first breaking into cosplay i mean i feel like My biggest thing or, like, my biggest strength, I guess, would just be makeup because I just watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials and kind of taught myself how to do makeup and stuff like that. But I think everybody has, like, a specialty. Um, Like, I have some friends who are really good with wigs, and that's kind of their thing, and friends who are really good at sewing. I'm definitely not. I'm just, like, I like doing cute makeup.
3: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: I think the big thing I'd say about that is that, like, um, I don't feel like people should feel held back to cosplay whatever they want because I know some people are like oh well my my body type or my race or something like that and you know just like cosplays for everybody absolutely
3: um okay so we noticed that you've been a part of both anime and games when it comes to voice acting um we were wondering between recording for anime and recording for video games how does that process differ
0: really good question so the biggest difference is that with anime everything is has to be done to picture so everything's already animated um the mouths are animated and the script is adapted to fit but at the same time you know we still have to be really aware of timing for everything so sometimes you'll want to deliver a line a certain way because pacing is an important part of kind of how the intent of the line comes across but with anime you don't really have any freedom with that because you're limited to What the picture is, so um, you know it can definitely be challenging because you have to kind of make that line believable and authentic, despite maybe having to have a weird pause in the middle of the line, or you know just having to say it a lot slower or a lot faster than you normally would. And with games, there generally is a little more freedom with that. Sometimes with games, you do have cutscenes that are on screen that you have to match. Um, I think for Danganronpa, the most we had to match was just like timing for like the um the trial scenes because you know things have to we're not like matching mouths but we have to match kind of like oh we have this much time to say this line and so on and so forth so you get like a little more freedom overall with games and then some lines like the the little short things they say I don't think we generally had timing restrictions for that so I would say like games are a little bit easier to do in some ways
1: That's interesting. Um, You mentioned, I think, before, something about watching uh, a little bit of a let's play of, I think, uh, the Japanese version, I suppose, of um, Danganronpa before um, you got the part of Hiyoko. So how much did you know, like, going in about the characters, about the plot, and that kind of thing in general? What were your thoughts
0: on that? I knew pretty much everything. So, you know, when they told me about certain characters' fates and things like that, I wasn't surprise so i was i guess you could say i was kind of prepared for that and then by the time that i recorded three i didn't like i didn't really know too much about that game or um that universe specifically but i kind of knew like don't get attached to any characters in this universe (laughs) um who are some of your favorites uh favorite characters yeah oh let's see um I just i love a lot of them in so many different ways i mean i mentioned that ibuki was kind of a favorite for me mm-hmm. um i i mean togami uh i i like kamida i know that's like a i guess polarizing opinion <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah we actually we have an amino account and there are a lot of fans on there who are big big fans of him so yeah
0: oh okay cool yeah i know like people either love him or hate him it seems yeah, yeah.
3: absolutely
2: for sure for sure
0: yeah um I was wondering kind of switching
2: gears to like voice acting as like a career like I was a little curious about what you do to maintain your vocal health um when voice acting Well I think
0: the biggest thing is learning proper vocal technique which is why I tell people any kind of vocal training and acting training you can get so even if it's theater even singing training stuff like that um because a lot of people when they're learning to expand their voice range they kind of force things and hurt themselves and If it hurts, stop. You're doing it wrong. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's always going to be certain things. Like if you have to do a lot of screaming for a role or something, it is going to be a little painful. So it's just really important to take care of your voice. And most voice directors will know to save any like really screamy stuff for the end of your session. Because if you do that at the beginning, like say you have like four hours of recording and then you do the screaming stuff first, like you're going to lose your voice and it won't be fun. So um, I think the biggest thing is to just learn how to safely project and um, when you're expanding your range don't go further than is comfortable for you because it takes time to kind of learn to expand and not get to you know like I can do a lot deeper voices now for example than when I was younger and first starting but now I don't have as much of my higher range so it's it's kind of a trade-off.
2: And I mean, you know, bouncing off that, like what um, other tips would you have for somebody kind of trying to uh, break into voice acting for the first time?
0: The biggest things are just getting acting training and you know if somebody is unable to do that because of finances you can even like go on YouTube or you can listen to podcasts or read articles like there's so much free resources out there too. I actually run a site called Voice Acting Club where I write a lot of articles and we've got like a discord server and forums and stuff like that so um, you know just kind of getting connected with other people who are looking to break in or maybe other people who are a little bit farther ahead in their careers who can kind of mentor you, that sort of thing. Um, And then the other thing, because I've been doing, like, online – like, I started online in, like, 2004. So I've been doing this for a really, really long time. Um, You know, just, like, record your voice and just try – you know, just try doing fun stuff. Like even if it's projects with your friends, you know, even if it's like a comic dub or something like that, you know, it doesn't, I think a lot of people immediately want to start out and they're like, oh, I want to do like a bunch of paid stuff and I want to, you know, be in games and do stuff professionally, but nobody starts at the top. Right. So I think um, just to kind of practice in like a fun environment, do like hobby projects online, do stuff with your friends. I mean, I love seeing, even for example, the Rumpa fandom, there's so much creativity. Like I see a lot of people making their own, like they're like writing their own characters and making their own scripts and stuff like that. And things like that can be really good practice for just sort of getting your voice out there and building confidence.
3: Absolutely. Have you ever um, had any of the fan like reach out to you um, as like to ask if you would be a part of that?
0: Um, I have not because I wouldn't really be allowed to do something like that. It's like a, you know, just because I'm involved with the official series, but you know, if somebody was like, Hey, I wanted to show you my voice performance or something, you know, always feel free to tag me and I'll take a listen to it. That's
3: awesome. Thank you for doing that.
0: Cool. What was the very, like
1: your very first, like big deal kind of voice acting role in your career?
0: because I did some stuff that I was really excited about but maybe other people didn't know it as much um you know obviously Rumpa was really exciting for me when I I first booked that um I I think the thing that people actually started knowing anything about like who I was or whatever which even sounds weird to say but um, (laughs) definitely to be that was kind of the role where people were like you know, I was starting to get, like, social media followers and stuff like that, and I had no idea that it was going to be that big. You know, we work on so many things, and we're just hoping, like, oh, like, I hope people like this or whatever, but you can't get, like, too stressed about that, because we work on so much stuff that maybe we're really passionate about, but nobody else really sees or plays, and, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's whenever you, like, have a thing to be involved in that you are excited about, like, that is huge you know it, even if it has like a maybe a smaller fan base or is not as well known i think that's still really exciting and really valid
0: but there's always something cool about recording for something that you know people are already really excited about like obviously um when i recorded hioko for the first time like I knew what it was and I knew that, you know, other people were going to be excited about it and stuff like that. And then the hard part in that case can be waiting till you're allowed to announce your role. Because usually we record and then it's a while until they maybe even announce that they're localizing and dubbing it or, you know, who the cast is. So it's a lot of like, oh, man, I wish I could talk about this, but I can't. I gotta wait. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, that actually kind of relates to our next question. Um, the One of the last questions we have for you is, what are you currently working on that you can share with us?
0: Well, um, the cool news is, because I've been doing a lot of um, these kind of like weekly release dubs, sometimes the schedules are getting a little off because of people having to record from home and things like that. But um, a lot of times... The timeline for kind of announcing the cast is a lot shorter on those. So I've been working on the show Tower of God, which is on Crunchyroll. And that was something I was very excited about. I play the role of Yuri Jihad, the princess. And I'm also in a another show on Crunchyroll called My Next Life as a Villainess All Routes Lead to Doom. And that is like actually a really really good show like i've been you know even just sort of watching because obviously we don't have time to kind of watch or play all the stuff that we're in but that i was like oh this is really interesting like i normally don't even watch isekai shows but even like aside from like being in it and stuff i just recommend this show because it's really funny and well written um i think what else i've done recently i was in um magia record which is from the madoka magica universe And I play the lead character in that. Her name is Iroha. And I did uh, Mitsuri Kanroji and Demon Slayer, which I was really excited about that one.
3: That's so cool. (laughs)
0: Awesome. Yeah. So those are kind of like the recent things that I can think about.
3: Very cool. Yeah, we'll absolutely have to check that out. Um and to our audience listeners, we recommend that you check out all these projects as well. Um then uh, the last thing we have left is Bed Wed and Behead. Um so <laughs> so today uh we wanted to obviously include the two characters that Kira you play. Um so we have Hioko and Kurumi. And lastly we will include Ibuki because we have the you know, the character that represents Kira in real life. Um, yeah, but I think, uh, Caroline, do you want to get us started? And then um, that way we can kind of give an example.
2: Sure. Um, well, unfortunately, I would behead Hyoko because I don't know if I could wed or bed her. I would not want that. Um, I'm sorry. It's all right. Um <laughs> No, I just don't want to be called Ham Hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm
0: good. Ham Hands.
2: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Um, I would. Hmm. Karumi is like my type. She's like kind of mysterious and like cool, and that's those are the gals I usually go for. So I'd probably wed her, and then I'd bet Ibuki because I think that would be a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah. all right Maddie you're up <laughs> okay um I I unfortunately I'm so sorry I also have to agree with Caroline in that I probably would behead Hiyoko I um it's funny because playing the second game like I really like did not like her as a character I mean I loved like I absolutely loved her voice acting though like I literally kept thinking to myself like oh my goodness. The talent out here is just incredible and so like absolutely a shout out to you um as far as her as a character though she like it's funny because she wasn't one of my faves but then kirumi in v3 is absolutely one of my favorite characters from that game i would probably um so yeah i'm sorry i would be head hyoko but i would probably i think i have the same answer as caroline actually for all three i'd probably wed kirumi and bed ibuki um i like ibuki and kirumi both a lot but i think that um Kirumi is a little bit more down to earth, a little more grounded. I think um I-, I think she would be a better partner for me in the long term, but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's amazing. I think I would change one answer for me. Um I too would be head Hyoko. Um I actually loved her character <laughs> arc, and I know a lot of people in the Danganronpa Rumpa community were actually upset um that she died because, you know, she kind of has a moment of, hey, I can improve, and then just really gets taken out of that, um, <laughs> taken out of the game. <laughs> yeah, um, the
0: game likes to do that. <laughs> it
3: really does. It gave her a moment of peace, <laughs> and then it was like, alright, that's it. Um, but I, so I would behead Hyoko. Um, I think that I would probably bed Kurumi and wed Ibuki, because um, I think Kurumi is amazing, and she's mysterious and like like I just would be really curious to see how that would go. But at the same time, Ibuki is so fun. Like I would never have a like dull moment with her. Whereas I think Kurumi um comes off like because she's the ultimate maid, um she just kind of sometimes would be too passive, I think, for a partner. Whereas Ibuki, it would be happening. It would be interesting. <laughs>
2: and
3: yeah, so so I would definitely wed Ibuki and, and bed Karumi.
0: Alright. So um hate to say I would have to agree with Behead Hiyoko. I love her, but she's just too bratty. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I am glad that we get to see her moments of vulnerability and stuff like that, but Oh man, could you imagine just being insulted constantly? I mean some people are into that not so much. Yeah. Um I would say Bed Ibuki because she is she is just like my aesthetic. Like I just really kind of like um like her style and her energetic personality and I just feel like she'd be like fun and crazy and I don't know. Um and then wed kirumi because she's everybody's mom friend and i feel like she would be like hey i just want to take care of you and make sure that you're okay and i made your bed for like imagine like the ultimate maid how cool would that be
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah very true and i
0: will say
1: in defense of kirumi i know maronise said like that she as like a maid might be a little more passive but in defense of her she does have a whole story arc in v3 where she like literally is like running the country that's true so that is pretty pretty badass
0: actually didn't know that when i went in so then when like partway through recording they told me that i'm like wait what
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty big twist yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah they're like yep surprise
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right you're right i should give her more credit she she's definitely she plays it off as being passive but she she is not when when you really look at it but all right. I think that wraps things up for us. Thank you so, so much for coming on and talking to us. Um, we really, really appreciate that you are willing to do so.
0: Thank you so much for having me and for being such lovely hosts. Yeah.
3: Well, um, oh, thank you. To our audience, make sure you check out all of pro- uh projects. And um, yeah, we we are so glad to have had you.
2: All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls. We were so excited to get to interview Kira. It was such a good time. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're Ultra Hope Girls podcast everywhere. We will keep you posted on who we're interviewing next. We're really excited to share it with you. Make sure you check out our Patreon. The link is in the episode description. For just $2 a month, you get access to a bunch of bonus episodes. It's a really good time. We have a cool Discord community on there. So definitely check it out.